Hey, Bucket Busters. Throw down with NBA props on Thrive Fantasy. Compete for over $2,000 guaranteed in prizes daily. Use the code BUSTED when you sign up and receive an instant deposit match up to $50 with a minimum of a $20 deposit. Come prop up today. Now, here are the guys. What's good, Bucket Busters? This is your host, Ro Zapanta, and this is my co-host, the glorious, the notorious, Tim Johnson. Rip City! And this is the Busted Bucket Podcast, locally grown here in Portland, Oregon, the city of roses, the city of bridges, Stumptown PDX. We are a show with no rules, just a couple of friends who so happen to love Portland basketball. Tim Johnson. Yep. How you living, my friend? Glorious, man. The Glorious Man. Notorious Pod, right? Oh, yes. Yes, indeed. And you know, of course, we have our special guest, our returning guest, JJ from the Bay Area. JJ, how you living, my friend? Living well, living good. Thank you for having me once again. Yeah, of course, man. We just actually just came uh, from an all-star break, a very short break. It was Kevin Durant's team versus LeBron James team, 150 to 170. LeBron came up on top. Tim, JJ, what did you guys think of that game? Hey, man, it was a fun game to watch. I mean, I I, th- I like what they're doing with the All-Star games these days, right? Where they do it quarter by quarter. You know, the, the money they make goes to charities. It gives the players something to play for. It's yeah, so much yeah. better than what we were seeing in the early 2000s, bro so much better um as far as as far as what i saw man you got to give it up for dame you got to love that he looked great yeah, he looked he looked, he looked great. great and you know the ironic part is that you know the blazer fans they're upset that he wasn't a starter but yeah. i was just yeah. thinking that if they actually had the chance like if fans had the chance to vote for the mvp dame would have beat out the Greek freak. Would you guys agree with that? Yeah, I think so. I I think that um, yeah, maybe that a lot of people, at, at least you know, the Twitter world and like you know, just the general media, they were talking about how Damian Lillard seemed to be probably the one that wanted it the most out of everyone on the court. The Greek freak made it look so natural because it's just the All Star game. He's the tallest dude on the court, so the basket's well, just right he, there. Nobody no also, defense being played. He, he was no also sixteen for sixteen. Well, yeah, I mean, if you're like seven one seven two, you better be sixteen for sixteen if no one's playing defense, right? Dude, At an all-star I, game. Hey, there was some defense played. I will say there was some defense, <laughs> but I'm just saying, man. Yeah, like yeah. he also was shooting threes, so sixteen for sixteen is pretty good. But it's pretty. I good. will say it's pretty good. When it came time to seal the deal and close the game out and win that money for the charity who's the man they went to see <laughs> damian lillard because it's dame time baby you can't stop it yeah i mean the most surprising thing to me was or rather the most fun thing to me was to see damian lillard share the court with steph curry but on the same side jj being from the bay area what did you think of that moment I mean, the Bay loves Dame. That's their own, right? Oaktown. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I've never, ever hear any slander about Dame over here. And it was just cool. Just like LeBron, you have Dame, you have uh, Steph, and they all shared, you know, the court together on one team. So I thought that was really cool. Um, I do want to be, you know, completely honest and... I was wondering why Dame pulled out from the three-point contest when Steph was in it. How do you guys feel about that? Like as I a don't fan, know, man. Like I would have loved to see that oh, shootout, man. right? I think we missed out on something great, especially since that first half of the All-Star game was basically just cooking that that situation, cooking that contest, right? So that would have been awesome to have them just do a three-point contest against each other just because they were pretty much doing a three-point contest during the game, you could almost say, right? Oh, yeah. Would 100%, you, yeah. W- would you two agree that the three-point contest, and I'm sure we're going to talk about Anthony, but the three-point yeah. contest is more exciting than a dunk contest now? 
Are you are you there yet? There are a lot of you know Ooh. sports people I mean, here's out the there thing, man. saying like, that it's surpassed. The here's dunk the contest. thing, dude. The dunk mm. contest has not been that exciting for years. I mean, all all the dunks have been done, right? It's what it seems like. And I mean, yeah, there there are some exciting moments, but for the most part, like you're gonna see one, two, maybe three exciting dunks that maybe you haven't seen before. But for the most part, it's like. What's the next thing they're gonna jump over? How many people are they gonna try to jump over today? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, yeah, it's been done, and so I, I like the idea of it being during halftime of the All Star Game. Uh, but to answer your question about the three point contest being more exciting, I think it is because it takes. I think it takes a little more skill to be a shooter. I mean, you got to be dialed in, right? And as far as the dunk contest goes, it's kind of more just on, I don't even want to say creativity anymore. It's more just athletic ability. And like, like we're watching Tatum draining these shots right now, but I mean, I, I, I don't think it gets any better as far as the contests go than the three point shootout, even, yeah. even with the skills challenge. I'm going to kind of echo what you said and kind of go a little deeper it's the fact that the three-point contest, you could still do more stuff with that. Shooters are still getting better. And mm-hmm. that's what we're we're seeing. I mean, they, they pulled up a three-pointer, right, on the three-point contest. They just made it a deeper three. It made things a little more interesting. It added a little more spice to the contest. Mm-hmm. And the fact that shooters are getting better and better um, makes things more exciting. The thing with the slam dunk contest is that we've pretty much seen everything that can be done pretty much but then again we thought that happened with vince carter and then and then years later zach levine and aaron gordon probably had one of the best slam dunk contests like head to head that i have ever seen ever i don't know if you guys feel that too but jj what do you think of that well like here's my thing I'm, i'm gonna do the opposite take just for argument's sake you always go yeah. on like House of Highlights and you see these unique dunks. Number one, True. so True. it's always being pushed. The art is always being pushed and that's how it should be, right? Mm-hmm. But not even that, like when Kobe won the slam dunk contest, he didn't do anything too unique. But the fact that Kobe not only competed, but how he did it, because he looks so sick dunking in yeah. between the legs. People yeah. want to see Zion. We have yet yeah. to I mean, see LeBron. Yeah, I mean, like, what do? You, how do you guys feel about the fact that we aren't seeing those like high caliber stars in, in the dunk contest? Dude, like, I feel I feel cheated. I feel one hundred percent cheated. I mean, when I was a little kid, watching the slam dunk contest, the superstars do it. Yeah, man, dude, it like, was you like, were seeing you were seeing all the basketball heroes doing it. Exactly. Versus now, it's like it's like for the most part, you get rooks. Exactly. Like no, I mean not trying to show like throw shade but no one none of these little kids in portland are gonna go pick up an anthony simon's jersey after that slam dunk contest you know what i mean i mean but if select they saw few right a select few but i mean like if they saw dame lillard doing it exactly dude that's I mean, that's dame, something well, memorable was for in the it. fans dame was in the dunk contest at one point right and people remember that right yeah, of course. I don't know if years later people are going to remember Anthony Simons, unless, you know, he blows up. I mean, they're probably yeah, going to refer to his dunk as the Manti Teo dunk, kissing his fake girlfriend <laughs> near the rim. But <laughs> I'm just saying, get the stars in there. They should get, get the, the stars, stars in there. And we'll, yeah. we'll watch, right? And like, I don't I don't even care. I, I want 40-year-old LeBron doing a dunk contest. Like, I want that to be the last thing he does. Yeah. 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 I wanted to actually ask you guys. So the skills challenge happened. I don't even know who won. It's probably the least interesting competition um, in the All Star Game, in wasn't my it, opinion. Wasn't it Mini Sabas? <laughs> who? Sabas Junior. <laughs> I think so. De- I think it, I think it was. It was Demontis. It was Demontis Sabonis. I'm just being. Yeah. No, I, I actually I actually missed the <laughs> I missed the the skills challenge this year, right. um, but yeah, I mean it's it's not it's not a contest that I look forward to seeing, and I and I feel like a lot of people feel the same way. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna put you guys on the spot. 
Is there any way to save this challenge? Yes. Can, can I'm you guys sure think of is. a way? Okay, so I've thought about this all weekend and thinking like what you guys were saying, which Ooh, is interesting. like hmm. back in the day when we got to watch our favorite players. Mm -hmm. One, if the NBA is all about the fans and they have a huge factor of like the starters, why don't we have the power of voting the participants for the skills challenge, the three-point challenge, and the dunk contest? Well, that way, if yeah. people reject yeah. not playing, that's on them and you're here's, hurting your fans. Here's my issue. Here's my issue with fan voting though, because you're gonna end up in a situation where you're getting dudes voted in that haven't played all season or are injured. You know what I mean? Like you're maybe. gonna get What's that? I said maybe. Dude, I it happens all the time with the All Stars, man. <laughs> happens all the time. I think there's a way to filter it out though. I think that's I think that's what they do with the All Star game in general right and it would be a little interesting to have to see who people would want to see in the skills challenge like if on the skills challenge if they had who was that really big dude on the spurs boban oh marjanovic yeah dude if they had him on From the John, skills John challenge Wick three man <laughs> i would 100 percent vote that full if we did like an all big man dude, i would watch slow that. dude that's I would what i'm that. saying man it would be interesting <laughs> it would be, I, I think it would like, be hilarious just straight comedy i like that idea i think that fixes it jj i think well, you just fixed that, the skills that, challenge that's just like when well, Stern thing, told though. people to vote out clay or what's that sanjaya from People probably don't know what the hell I'm talking about, so I'll just stop there. But Howard Stern <laughs> wanted to screw over um, American Idol, and okay. he told all his fan base to vote for the weakest uh, candidate, and he got through all the way to the finals. <laughs> That's awesome. That's pretty awesome. Well, here's here's the thing though. Like if you do if you do a skills challenge with all big men, there are actually some big men that would do really well. Like someone someone like Joker. Right? No, like he I'm, would probably do really well. I'm talking about the worst big men though. Like the Okay, like you want to see ones. like or or maybe just like the tallest like Marjanovic yes. versus Taco Fall or something. Well, yes, and like bring in like old vets too, like bring in Kendrick Perkins. Like see how he does on the skills challenge. This, this is what I'm talking about with fan voting. The the freedom is out there to pick the fan yeah. favorites, right? Dude, but if not, we could if we had the opportunity to vote in past players that would be amazing like kendrick perkins <laughs> yeah that like is... kendrick perkins. i mean i would never vote kendrick perkins for anything but i would love i would love to be able to do that or Shaq in a three-point contest all oh, right dude. this is getting out of hand yeah it's getting out of hand. <laughs> bill russell bill russell bill russell bill russell <laughs> go no, but let me add one more thing though let me add yeah, one more thing yeah. for this when i think of basketball skill i always think who could play a dope one-on-one -on -one game Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you've seen that one drill that uh, Team USA does, which is it's one-on-one -on -one going up and down the court. And there's this clip that KG. So if you score, you stay on the court and a, a new defender picks you up on half court going back and forth. Oh, I like that. Oh, yeah. That's sort of like, um, what do we used to play? King King of the court? King King of the court? Have it's you guys played like that before? King of the court, but full court. Yeah. But full court, yeah, that's crazy, but dude. Full that's court. awesome. So like, uh, KG stops and starts on the top of the key. Kyrie's guarding him. KG scores, and then he runs it back to the other side after getting his own rebound. And then Vince Carter will pick him up. That's crazy. It, yeah, that'd be yeah. really and I, dope. And I like Dame's chances. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's I mean, they have skill, to pick right? him up half court. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be all skill. Yeah, yeah, that would be all skill. I'm. I think we just except fixed for, except the, for the skills challenge. We just fixed the all-star game, guys. I think that would be the perfect way to do I it. I think we just added a new wrinkle into the all-star weekend. It's true. Hey, I'm hey, a submit NBA. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Adam Silver, you listening? Time to submit our letter to also the players union who probably would shut this down so fast. <laughs> uh, oh, player empowerment. Speaking of player empowerment, JJ, did you have a question for us? So I wanted to ask you guys, um, you know, the the pretenders versus like the real contenders of the league. And before All-Star break, we didn't get to talk about the pickup of Blake Griffin. 
So I just wanted mm-hmm. to know from you know, you two, our host, how do you guys feel about the whole net situation? You know, we had KD recruiting Man. Blake, and that story just came out today, and we never hear you know Dame recruit. Do you think Dame needs to go out of his way to do these deeds with other NBA superstars? Is that a weak move? I think it's a punk move to try and recruit, but I mean, if, if people want to play with you, people want to play with you, right? Like, Dame didn't really have to recruit Melo, you know? I, I'm sure they're ho- they were homies off the court, but I mean, Melo came here because of the culture that Dame cultivated, right? So, I personally, I think it's a punk move to go out there trying to poach people. Just my opinion. My two cents, I guess. Man... You're going to get some hate from the from the youngins, man. <laughs> that's, hey man I, that's the way that's the way the NBA is done now. That's it's it's a business, man. And like you think of these players, they consider themselves a business. They are the product, right? Doesn't mean you're not a punk and it's not a punk move. Uh they thing is is that like I think I want to say that Dame Lillard is a likable guy. I want to say that. I want to say that CJ's a likable guy. They're old school. They're old school though. There's they're old souls, man. I don't think I don't think they recruit like like the players do now. Or maybe we just hasn't haven't seen the results yet. We haven't seen the results yet. Hopefully, what I'm thinking is maybe this year, maybe after the All-Star game, where literally the the stars of the NBA saw how Dame Lillard carries himself, handles mm-hmm. himself, performs in clutch time. That's what's going to recruit people. That's what's going to bring people. See, I, to counter that, I would say that they already know how he carries himself. They already know how he closes games out. Like, they know this. They've been playing against the guy for, like, what, nine seasons? Come on. Yeah, they have. But I think he's hitting a whole nother level. I don't think Dame Lillard has been top three in MVP talks before. Ever. Sure. I want to say ever. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's mm-hmm. accurate. But Dame Lillard is hitting another level. Absolute another level. Speaking of the just, Nets, though... Go ahead, is, go ahead. Well, is it just Portland, though? Like, will you ever get a big market free agent? I mean, I don't think so. If Russ Westbrook could get PG to go to Oklahoma City, I would hope that we could do the same for Portland, because Portland is a way better city than Oklahoma. I've been there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, straight up. Like, Portland is way better. And honestly, like, Blake Griffin, I think, was, a was like, a decent pickup for the Nets. But is he... Like, are we sure he's good? Are we sure he's still good? I mean, I, I, I think I think that the Nets are better because they have him. Would you guys want you, him? That's the question. I, at this juncture, yes. Yeah. I would take him in a heartbeat. Okay. So the reason why I say, is he good, really, is because this this is his stats this, this season. Okay. 31.3 minutes a game, 12.3 points per game, a career low, 36.5 field goal percentage, which is second worst in the NBA, 31.5 for three-point percentage, which is second worst in the NBA. This is, this is the crazy one. He hasn't dunked a basketball since 2019 we're talking about in in a game all right but is this a product of his environment you know what <laughs> i mean like, that's like the if, thing, you, right? if you have an unhappy player like he's not going to give you his best ball i yeah. want to see what happens with his first few games in brooklyn jj would you want him with not his current contract for a buyout contract <laughs> yeah that's true that's you know true like that's true what what did Draymond say the league dynasties are built off of bad contracts Jordan had a bad contract Steph had a bad contract yeah so not not bad meaning bad but bad meaning good for the franchise right yeah so in terms of like the Nets it's kind of concerning in terms of like the threat for the championship because even without KD they look pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, you know? they have a pretty deep squad, and I think, mm -hmm. I think that's the wrinkle. I don't think they're necessarily like a big four. You know that you would think traditionally of a big four, like Blake Griffin is the other superstar. Mm -hmm. I think he's a really cheap deal, a really good vet. I think that's what they got. But it's going to be really interesting. I, I think they have a game tomorrow, right? And I'm definitely going to be tuned in to watch. You so, know, you yeah. Know, continuing on from the Nets, um, an up-and-coming team, which has really made headlines, are the Suns. So, contenders or not? I mean, I, I think at this point, you have to consider them contenders. I mean, they're... they're pretty hot right now what's the record uh 25 and 11 what does that put them at row as far as in the in the western conference in the western conference they are second they are second and you know we're actually going to review a game that just happened between the blazers and the suns so jj i want to thank you for being on the pod my friend yes we're thank actually, you jj thank you jj i appreciate it man we're actually going to bring in blazer ben blazer ben how you doing my friend bingo bango bongo baby <laughs> Blazer Ben, what is up, my dude? Blazers just lost to the Suns, one twenty-one to one twenty-seven. Ben, I'm gonna kick it to you, my friend. What did you think of the game? I thought it was a good game coming off the All Star break. You know, shaking off the rust. Uh, unfortunately, we get one of the best in the West to start things off with. Uh, you know, Booker coming off that knee injury, he didn't play in the All Star game, so he was rested. He was ready to go. Yeah, he started slow. Uh, but CP3 picked up where Devin Booker didn't. Uh, and then they both just, you know, lit the fuel under the fire in the second half of the game. Uh, and they just took off. But we fought them. We fought them for three quarters. You know, at the end of three, we were up. Uh, you know, just couldn't hold it uh, all the way to the end of the game. You know, Booker just did his thing. Uh, and he elevated. Yeah, definitely. Tim, what did you think of the game? You know, I to echo... Ben's statement I thought it was a good game I mean through the first three quarters it was great I mean the the first quarter the Blazers were unconscious beyond the arc I mean they were shooting near 50% from three which is ridiculous um, right but you know at, at times in this game Phoenix played smothering D and, and it was good man um, the thing that I, that I noticed is that Phoenix plays fast this game Phoenix was playing fast and they were killing us on the fast break well they started the game with a um, lob off of the tip a lob to Aiton yep. for a dunk so you know <laughs> yeah that just said exactly. it exactly speaking of, speaking of Aiton can I can I ask you guys where you thought he went this game because I didn't see much from him at all and in fact at times I didn't even realize he was still playing you know uh DeAndre Aiton I mean his line look at let's see here 11 and four rebounds Enos Cantor erased Putting him. Put it down. Enos Cantor erased him. Enos Absolutely. was holding his own. And and I've said before, the Blazers are going to have problems in the paint with teams that, that dominate the paint. And 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 Deon, uh, uh, DeAndre Ayton, he can dominate the paint. And somehow, Enos Cantor pulled out some Turkish magic and dominated this fool dominated it i loved it i loved it too i mean enos Cantor has that old school nasty like 90s style you know I love it it's not impressive at all to watch it it's just brute strength and like a lot of basketball iq i love to see it i mean look at enos Cantor's line let's look at this it's 16 and 16 11 and 11 16 and 11 with six offensive reborns that is uh, offensive rebounds I mean, you, may, you may as well call them reborns. Reborns. <laughs> <laughs> Enos Cantor reborn for sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I you know I thought Cantor played amazing. Dame played great. Um, you know, we were we've kind of been on the fence about Anthony Simons, right? Um, you know, yeah. he's, he's shown flashes, but for the most part, you know, he still he still looks young, unpolished. But I thought there were spots in this game where he played really well. And well enough to make me consider the fact that maybe he's not just a two guard. Maybe maybe he can run the offense. I don't think I still don't think it's this year. But you know, next year we might see a lot more from from Ant. And I think that maybe 
his time at the All Star break may have boosted his confidence. A he's got to yeah. And, he's got to play with the confidence, man. I, I, just to echo off that, yeah. I think it was a fourth quarter. Uh, he the ball he just the ball he just let it go and it got a turnover. And mm-hmm. then of course the fast paced Suns came down real quick and he blocked their shot and it was a foul. And then he just sat under the hoop. You know he sat under the hoop. He banged his head against the stanchion a couple times. You know he's got to he's mm-hmm. got to keep that confidence. You know everybody makes mistakes. Everybody's gonna drop a ball every now and again. But you know he's got to yeah, keep his head Yeah, but you like high. to see the emotion. Yeah, I think you like to see the emotion. Yeah, I think you know that'll come with more playing time. I mean, this mm-hmm. this kid is still only getting 16 minutes. I mean, in this game, he's gonna need more than that. We've had him for a while. I would like to see him get more looks that play to his strengths. Yeah, I think if you looked at Blazers Twitter, them looking at him dunking the basketball you gotta get him to the rim you gotta get him at least one or two dunks a game how do you not get this guy one or two dunks a game this guy's shooting three pointers at an unbelievable clip i mean at the all-star break i put out a tweet out there that said the last 22 of his 23 makes were three pointers and he won the slam dunk contest something does not seem right there right that's not playing to his strengths yeah anyway moving forward what did you guys think of Damian Lillard's game? He had, let's see here, he had 30 points, 7 rebounds, 8 assists. I'm going to kick it to Blazer Ben. I mean, damn had a damn type game, you know. Uh, the defense, they're, they're, they're figuring him out, I feel like. You know, the, the doubles that come up. Yeah. Uh, he passes it to Cantor in the middle of the lane, and then Cantor just kind of just... Looks left, right. He needs to just go to the hoop, get those two points. He's looking to pass it most a majority of the time, whether that's Stotts telling him to do that or not. You know, he needs to take it in and get those two points. But Dame, Dame, you know, he's he, he was consistent. He was good for the game. You know, thirty points can't beat that. Eight assists, distributing the ball. You know, that's one of our uh, Achilles' heels is, is is distribution with assists. So you know, moving the ball around was good yeah. for us. You know, I want I want to talk about our wings for a minute. We've got two guys that we brought in this season, right? Rocco and Derek Jones Jr. Yeah. And I've been super high on Derek Jones Jr. for the first half of the season. And I gotta ask you guys, because I'm starting I'm starting to believe you, Ro, that maybe we are seeing the best that Derek Jones has to offer. Do you guys think that we're going to see Derek Jones get to the next level because as excited as I was when he got here, I mean, I don't know if it's still helping the team, what he's doing here. I got you on that one. I got you, but, but, but to, to, to pair that with the fact that Rocco, hold on to that Ben Rocco is showing us exactly what we've been expecting all season. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a kick at the he, yeah, saying, I, I like to think that, that yep. Derek Jones and Rocco do a lot of stuff that doesn't show up on the stats. You know, they've, yes. they've got the smothering defense that doesn't show up on the stats. They've got the, the, the wavering arms that deflect the ball. You don't see deflects in the stats, stuff like that. Uh, mm-hmm. Things that cause turnovers, you don't see stuff like that either. I think both of them are, mm-hmm. are really stepping up second half, uh, start of the second half here. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit before the all-star game they, they're coming into their own a little bit uh still got a little more growth to do a little more gelling uh but like i said i feel like th- there are they're good on the defensive end for what we signed them up for uh there is room to grow absolutely but like i said they're just doing a lot right. of underappreciated work but but my question to you is do you think we're going to see Derek? get to that next level is he gonna hit that second gear yeah he's just gotta he's gotta build an offensive game you know he's he's cutting to the hoop you hear the announcers you hear lamar heard all the time and stuff like that they say oh they just missed Der- uh, Derek jones cutting to the hoop you know uh he's got those back cuts where he loses his his defender uh we had one this game mm-hmm. where he had a massive dunk from that you know if we can just see that mm-hmm. open up our eyes and, and catch him when he's cutting down that baseline you know, that'll just hopefully increase his uh, offensive game tenfold. Um, he's not too bad from the line, uh, the three-point line either. So, you know, like I said, he's just got room to improve for this season. Uh, but I- I'm optimistic. I think I'm, I'm, I'm sort of where Ben is. I, I think that Derek Jones Jr. might not 
be a lot better than what he is now, but I do think that offensively, Terry Stotts necessarily hasn't put him in places to succeed more. And I think kind of, the reason, kind of the same situation with Ant, right? Same exact situation. And you could actually see a lot of similar strengths between Ant and Derek Jones Jr. I think mm-hmm. what Stotts needs to do is bring the best out of those both players because when they're cutting to the basket and they have an open lane and it, it's an open oop, like no one's going to jump out of the gym like like DJJ and Ant can. Like you can't get up there. Man, you know? when you, uh, yeah, I'm going to agree with you, man. When you've got two slam dunk champions on the squad, you got to play to that strength. You, you got to play. Absolutely. And I think that's sort of where Derrick Jones Jr.'s wheelhouse will be. That's when we'll see him have the most success. Mm-hmm. It's just that I'm going to I'm going to maybe move on from this game and talk about something else unless you guys want to stop me. Well, I but, just want to say one more thing since we're talking ahead. about dunks. Yeah, go ahead. Did you guys get as hyped as I did when Little dunked that? Ooh, dude. Oh my god. That was nice. Lord. Yeah, that was nice. <laughs> that was the best dunk of the night. <laughs> we can talk about Nasir Little a little bit. Go ahead. Go ahead, Ben. Uh, I just want to reiterate one more thing on the game. When I, on your last pod with Big John and how he said that you can't slide a piece of paper under Enos Cantor's uh, feet. <laughs> Man. <laughs> definitely showed it this game. He showed yeah, it. But, yeah, but he yeah, definitely showed it. As far it. as that little dunk, man, that was that was fire. That yeah. energy he jumped, oof. It's like he jumped out of the yeah. gym and just threw it down. Yeah. That was a good, uh, yeah, oof, man. Dude, also also shout out to John and his uh, daughter, Olivia. I was watching the Blazer podcast. It's her 16th birthday today. So shout out um, to Happy Olivia Lukafra. Lukafra. Thank you. Our listeners don't know this, but Ro has a speech impediment. It only comes out when we're recording. (laughs) I know, right? Seriously. Anyway, so the reason why I talk about Derek Jones Jr. And maybe we've seen the best of him is that there might be opportunities, trade opportunities that have presented themselves recently. The one, the big one that I'm talking about is LaMarcus Aldridge. So we're just going to talk. We're talking. (laughs) I'm, I'm coming home just like LeBron James. I'm coming home, Portland. We're, we have a possibility to trade for him. I mean, the Spurs pretty much have said that they're likely looking for a trade partner. They don't want to do a buyout. So, I mean, if a buyout happens, that's like the, the most appealing option, right? Because we could sign oh, that absolutely. guy for 2.5 mil, right? Correct. Yeah. Vet- veteran minimum I- 2.5 mil is way better than the 24 mil he's due this year. Amen. Oh, yeah. What do you guys think of a LaMarcus Aldridge return? I mean, I think it would be amazing, but it, it would help us out tremendously. But the the thing is, I don't think the Blazers are going to trade for that contract because what you have to give up is not – you're not going to get enough in return. I think I think he would be a great addition. We're short, super shallow with our bigs right now. Mm-hmm. He would be great. And can you imagine the Dame and, and LaMarcus pick and roll? Come on. You can't tell me that wouldn't be beautiful basketball. No, come on. I don't have to imagine it because I've seen it before. LaMarcus is and it was nice. 35 years old. 35. Yes. <laughs> okay. And and this season, his numbers have dipped. I think he's averaging, what? Season lows. Maybe 14 points. Season lows. Yeah. I okay. mean, okay. he's career lows, you mean? Uh, he's, yeah. He's averaging like 14 points, maybe 14 points. four and a half yeah, rebounds. Four and a half rebounds yep. for LaMarcus. Mm-hmm. But you know, again, I'm gonna say it. Like, it's a mutual thing that that they both both sides don't want to be him to be there, right? So, the same thing with Blake Griffin, man. Like, are are we really getting the best of Lamarcus right now? Right. No. Right. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with Tim. I'm gonna say that. You know, is the what what people are wondering are, is the juice worth the squeeze? Right. If you're talking about right vet minimum. 2.5 mil makes sign all me the sense up. in the world. Sign me yes. up, dude. Can you imagine a starting a starting uh, squad of Dame, CJ, Gary Trent Jr., LaMarcus Aldridge, and Nurkic? 
And then off the bench, you still have Melo. You still have um, Dude, Roko. You still even, have even Derek if you Jones continue Jr. starting Roko. Even if you continue starting Roko, people are, are focusing on the fact that he's not averaging as many rebounds as he used to. Think about pairing him with someone like Ennis Cantor. Come on. Yeah, I think it's it's definitely worth a squeeze then. If you're if you're gonna talk to me about trading Hood and trading Derek Jones Jr., I might have to pause. Cause I don't know if that's gonna be worth it. Well, you think of it this way, it's gonna give Rocco more more burn. It's gonna give probably give Ant more burn. Maybe Gary. Well, Gary's getting his burn, but when CJ comes back, somebody's gonna have to take a back seat, right? Like yeah. are we in a situation where we have too much talent? to put on the floor that maybe we need to condense what we have. He's a horrible defender. I mean, that's horrible defender. Imagine him out him there with Cantor defender, and but... Mello and LaMarcus. <laughs> We're just going to get blown by all day long. That's that's also true. That is a fair point. And that's that's, that's three point. bigs that's... that need to be able to defend the, uh, the arc, the three-point arc. Because, you know, in today's age, yeah. small forwards, power forwards, even some centers, they're shooting threes. We get out there to garden them, you know, Mello and yeah, Marcus. You're going to have that with anybody you put on the floor. Mm. Or you, I mean, dude, right now all we have is Rocco, right? Right. Are you telling me DJ? that that Nurk is going to be able to defend the arc? DJ? Yeah, sure, DJ. But DJ seems to be playing the three more often than not. But I'm just saying, like, like the, the point that you just made, it's like, we're going to have that issue with any of our bigs anyway. So why not bring in someone that can at least get you a guaranteed 14 points off the bench? LaMarcus is an excellent spot-up shooter. Excellent. He also, you're, not, you're not getting that from Derek Jones Jr. I will say that LaMarcus Aldridge also occupies a different space on the offense that we don't necessarily have. Someone who could really bang down low. Um, and someone who could also do a post-up game. Yes. He's really savvy on pick and rolls. I mean, and he spent a lot of time with um, in, in Popovich's offense, which I think is really key to someone's development, especially when it comes to playmaking. I think he's a better playmaker than he used to be, um, especially on Portland, you know, because, I mean, he was being coached by Nate McMillan. Everyone knows that those decisions weren't very hard. It's yeah, like they ran you, three plays. <laughs> yep, they basically <laughs> ran three plays. He's coming from pop system, so I think his basketball IQ would be a little better than well, and people that might be running pick and pop with with Dame currently. Here's the um, one thing that I like about that this situation is that you bring Lamarcus to the team, and he adds another dimension to the game plan. Right? He's someone yeah. that can slow the pace of play, which is something that Portland isn't very good at at the moment. And if you're able to change the pace of play, you continue to get the the opposing team. You catch them off guard, right? So you get you get Lamarcus on the team who can back his way down to the basket, and more often than not, get you two points. Or he can hit the screen with Dame or CJ, and and pop in a bucket, man. It's it's. To me, it's a no-brainer if it's a buyout situation. I think you're right with the, the trade. If, if it's a trade situation, then we're in a serious dilemma because who do you have to give up to get LaMarcus, who, to Ben's point, is underperforming at this at this state, right? Like, like ben. where's where's the trade-off here? How's it going to make sense? That's, that's, the, that's ben, the real would you dilemma. Go... Ben, would you go um, Rodney Hood... Derek Jones Jr. for Aldridge. Ah, uh, man. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I mean, would you go? I don't like. I don't like Hood's play, but you know he's coming off a, a pretty detrimental injury last year, so you know it's going to take him a little back to get back in the swing of things. And I feel like Derek Jones just has upside uh, to go, you know, and bringing in old man Aldridge. You know, yeah, I don't, I don't like it. I think I, I like that you guys are discussing this and you guys are on opposite sides because I feel like um, the pulse of Blazers fans is literally split on whether or not we should get LaMarcus Aldridge. And, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, 
Another person who we could possibly get who has become available is Otto Porter. I don't know if you guys have an opinion on this man. Um, he's, but apparently, he's a three, the, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's a three. He's a wing player. Um, we have a lot of wings. <laughs> He'd be another one to add on to that. And apparently the Blazers have have wanted Otto Porter Jr. Uh, for a while. Um, do you guys have an opinion on this at all? Yeah, let me start that. He would have to be a buyout sign because <laughs> he's making $30 million this year. $30 million. You know, that's Dame and that's CJ money. We can't bring that on. You know, uh, I mean, here's the thing: the Blazers don't have a lot of money to bring anybody on right nah, now. Nah, no, no, no money. Right. I mean, Otto Porter, he's coming off an injury too. You know, he had a, he had back spasms mm-hmm. uh, this season. He's missed 15 games for that. Uh, he's coming back. Actually, he's yeah. coming back. Uh, I think it was tonight or tomorrow night. Uh, will be their first game back. So, I think what Blazer fans need to know is that any trade situation. That comes about in the next couple weeks because the trade deadline is in a couple weeks um, or maybe less than every trade is going to start with Rodney Hood's money that's literally yeah. the piece that we have to start with because his owed I think a, like 10 to 11 million mm-hmm. so he's the piece to start with and then you need to add whatever pieces after that whether that be a Rocco whether that be a Derek Jones Jr. etc 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 so, and I think the Blazers can afford that, to be honest. Yeah. You didn't ask me, which is fine, but I'm going to tell you anyway uh-huh. that I, I would probably do that trade. <laughs> deal. <laughs> because, deal, deal, deal. I mean, for, yeah. for the reason that you have many other players that can fill Rodney Hood's position and yeah. his role. Mm-hmm. You bring in Aldridge, you have guys you can slide over to fill Derek's role. Right, it's Rodney. Rodney and Jones makes sense to me. Uh, for Porter wouldn't work. Money's not there. We're ten million, ten million off. It's not 10 enough. Ten million off. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the ESPN trade machine yeah. says uh, this trade has failed. So we'd have to add a lot more <laughs> to get thirty million. Yeah. But yeah, we'd have to add a lot, a lot more. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, he's also young. He's Move. younger. You know, he's a lot younger than uh, Lamarcus is. Uh, Otto Porter is only 27. So, you know, I feel like he'd gel yeah. uh, well with us, you know, playing that three slash four position, uh, which we always lack in. So, you know, I would I would love to see Otto Porter Jr. in a Blazer uniform. Yeah, I, I think um, as long as he's not cutting any minutes from Gary Trent Jr., I think that's my caveat. As long as Gary Trent gets his play and gets his development, I think... I'm okay with having Otto Porter Jr. But once CJ think, comes back, think, GT's going to go to the bench, though, isn't he? Well, here's the thing. I was just going to say, I think the tough spot that the, that we're in is we don't know what the team looks like with CJ back yet. And if CJ is back, I mean, is it how how probable is it that Gary gets slid to the three? I mean, we'd be we'd be undersized, but the dude is a dog on the court we, we need that off the and bench we man we don't get that from anyone no, else watching this phoenix game <clears throat> the second unit was very stagnant you know really a lot of just dribble down and play by yourself there was no movement no actual plays you know whether it's you know mellow backing down a player or simon's trying to mm-hmm. create for himself it just felt stagnant mm-hmm. and there wasn't really much there i feel like trent would be a huge contributor to that second unit uh and he can finish the game too you know, so he can get 20 plus yeah. minutes a night, you know, still play in the crunch time minutes and also have a great effect for the second unit. And so that we don't get down. Yeah, I think I think I'm with Ben on I'm that one. Ben. I think I think having Gary Trent Jr. as the closing five would be important at, at the three. Right. Is that mm-hmm. what we're saying? Is Dame Lillard at, at the one CJ at the two Dame at or um, Gary Trent Jr. at the three? For the closing, and I think that would be that would be great. I mean, I would love to see that. I think mm-hmm. it's very interesting that we have help coming. It's it's yeah. amazing. We we are looking at this team. What are we sit? Where are we sitting right now? We're sitting sixth. Uh, yeah, I think I the Nuggets so. just passed us. We're sitting sixth right now without CJ, without Nurkic. Help is coming. I mean, who would have known what our record would be if we had a full squad right now? And right. 
There's no better time to find out than the second half of the season going into the playoffs. You know, moving on to our next topic, this is kind of a... Kind of a... How do I word this? It's a very hot debate, actually, in Blazers Twitter. Okay. The gray Nike earned (laughs) jerseys. Yeah. People are so hot and cold on this topic. I need to know. It felt like I was looking at the Spurs. Do you guys think it's fly? Do you guys think... (laughs) I kept getting confused. I was like, is this Spurs? I was like, no, this isn't the Spurs. This is the Blazers. Right. Tim, what's your take, man? I'm not a fan. Uh, I... But but here's the thing though, I would get one just because I've never seen a Blazers uniform like this, right? Uh, but at the same time, like I feel like I'm watching an episode of Perry Mason playing basketball, right? <laughs> like it's it's yeah. We need a touch of color. It, it it leaves a lot to be desired, you know. Like like at least like if they were gonna go with the grayed out version, this muted version, like. Throw in some red, man. Give us a red stripe or something. Agreed. Agreed. Give us some pop of color. Agreed. They need to hit up our boy Evan M, though. They need Dude, to see his art, man. Evan M or... Shoot, we'll plug Graphletics again. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean, like, any of those fools would have probably designed a jersey better than that. They literally look like they just hit grayscale. And they're For like, real? Yeah, Ooh, that's that, fire. Like like, a good that's jersey. a fire jersey. They were just looking at a... <laughs> They were looking at a, a jersey through their iPhone, just going through the filters. Black and white? What? They were on Snapchat or something. Definitely. You know, my our last topic here, we're going to talk about Damian Lillard, of course, shutting down rumors about him moving on to a, like him moving to a bigger market during the All-Star break. Um, or him moving to a bigger market. He discussed this during the All-Star break. I wanted to ask you guys what you guys thought about what he said. Um... Tim, I'm gonna kick it to you, man. I mean, this is what makes Dame so cool, right? Like he's he's not about selling out just to go chase that ring, right? I mean, and but you know, in reading his statement, it's like it really gives you perspective on who he is as a person because this this guy is wise beyond his years, right? And the thing is, he's been this way ever since Portland found out about him, right? Like he's always yeah. been this kind of guy, and you know, I. I think Portland is dang lucky that Dame is on the team because, dude, we haven't had a player like this since I don't even know. The guy is loyal to the soil, man. Yeah. Blazer Ben. Yeah. I mean, what did you think about what he said? I'm just going to read the quote if that's cool with you, you know? Yeah. Go for it, man. This is in Dame's words. Quote, I think for every person that says, you know, I want to see him on the big stage and I want to see him go to a bigger market and all these things. Of course, those things have pros, but nobody ever wants to think about the cons. Lillard said, if you take that step and it's not what it seems to be and it doesn't work out or an injury happens and you haven't established as much of a rapport with that team and they chose one guy over the next guy and now you're traded to a third team, things can fall apart. That may never happen. But it's just a lot of things you can't control. And I think the way, end quote, mind you, uh, the part where he says it's just a lot of things you can't control. I mean, say you get traded, say Dame got traded to the Lakers, you know, five games in, he busts his knee, you know, then what are the Lakers fans going to do? They're going to be on the the hater train for Dame. You know, they're like, why did we just waste our time Mm -hmm. trying to do this, you know? And money, because you know Dame's going to command a lot but of money. That too, you know. But if Dame gets a knee injury here in Portland, we know he's going to, you know, rehab, get back to back to better, hopefully, you know, and get back to Dame time, what we know mm-hmm. about. Uh, and we're not going to give up on him. Like, if he were to go to a new team, like he says, there's no rapport there. They have no loyalty to him, you know? Mm-hmm. Tim? Right, right. What do you think, Tim? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I I told you what I think. I mean, of of course, I I give you props for everything you just said. Yeah, I think um, I'm just gonna sort of <laughs> echo what you guys have been saying. I mean, Damian Lillard. The thing that I appreciate about this is that his approaching being a basketball star as if 
he was a fan when he was little. You know what I mean? He's mm-hmm. definitely someone that never wanted to see his favorite player leave his team and go somewhere else and win a chip. He understands like how important it is for superstars to stay in their hometown and to be loyal. And I think to us being old basketball heads like we are, right? We could truly appreciate that because we're old heads, man. We're old heads. We like that loyalty stuff. We like that old 90s basketball too where it's a little grimy and Dame Lillard definitely has that like I I'm going to say it that Mamba mentality and I don't think anyone else in the NBA right now has that. Yeah. But I mean some people could say LeBron James but I mean the way that Lillard carries himself is completely different than any other superstar right now. But yeah, I mean, we mm-hmm. grew up at the time where the players played on their teams. Reggie Miller played with the Pacers, you know. Hakeem Olajuwon played his entire life with the Houston Rockets, and then he played his final Rockets. season with the Toronto Raptors. Does anybody remember that? No. Nobody remembers that. No. Patrick no. Ewing plays with the Knicks, you know. I think was well, he ends his career with mm-hmm. the uh, Magic, I think. Nobody remembers that, you know. Right, right. So, you know. Exactly. I mean, you... You think about all these players and you associate them with the same team. Like, growing up, of course you had dreams of making it to the NBA, right? Did you ever think about playing for two, three, four, five different teams? No. You thought about playing for your home team. Right. End of story. Right? Yeah. And I feel like Dame is is bringing that to the forefront and showing us that it's possible for these players to still stay loyal to one team and give everything you got for this one team and the fact that he said multiple times that hey man if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out at least i gave everything i got to the people that took a chance on me like that means everything for me as a fan yeah and you know last week you know after after interviewing john big john bill simmons and ryan Rosillo called me and they were like, hey, I want you to come to the ringer. And I was like, nah, dog, I can't. I'm too loyal to the soil. I'm going to oh, stick man. with the busted bucket. Anyway, with that being said, that's the end of the pod. Ben, thank you again for coming on, my Appreciate friend. Appreciate it. RJ, our video producer, thank you for, get, for getting our video, making everything silky smooth. And our last thank you goes to our fans. Whenever we're on Twitter, whenever we're watching games, you guys are always responsive. You make things so easy on us. Tim, what you got to say? Well, first, I got to say, don't forget we have a giveaway contest going on right now for a dope Dame art print. You still have just over a week to enter the contest by leaving a reply to our tweet, Facebook post, or review on our Apple podcast page with the story of how you became a fan of the Portland Trailblazers. Do it anytime between now and about a week and a half from now, and you're in. It's a random drawing, but we'll get it to you. That's it for this episode. Don't forget to rate, follow, and subscribe if you're digging what we're saying. Stay safe out there, Rip City. We'll catch you next time on the Busted Bucket Podcast. Thanks for listening.